You're listening to the Caramel Apples Podcast, an apple snack that dials up thoughtful, heartwarming nostalgia of all things great and retro in the golden era of pop culture and beyond, with your hosts, Kennedy Rizzo and Cooper Lee. archivers this week on the caramel apples podcast coop and i are picking up our fascinating discussion of yet another key player that was quite the mainstay and earned his place in the wide wide world of wwf and wrestlemania (laughs) (laughs) from back in the day um this week we're going to dive into some of the awesome and wonderful history that of rick flair Woo! <laughs> That's just fun to do, isn't it? <laughs> it is. That must have been his reasoning. Yeah, he's like, I like doing it. So that's going to be my catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of the woo creator, <laughs> this high charged Henri smack talking powerhouse was one of the, as you said, key characters from some of our best and favorite 80s retro memories. From the many shining moments that made up WWF. Oh, much agreed, Coop. You know, it's so much fun to go back and revisit some of the enthralling characters, their various backstories on how they rolled into pro wrestling, adopted Mm -hmm. their stage personas, and so much else. Mm -hmm. You know, and Ric Flair, he's no exception. He's really like one of our favorites for real. I know he's one of mine. Yes, because I mean, you can just look at him and see there's Henri just exuding off of him. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Every single strand of hair, you can see there's Henri there. Yes, fried bleach blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is. <laughs> yes, his helmet. <laughs> into our continuation of WWF discussion on Ric Flair? Oh, I most certainly am, Goob. <laughs> nice. <laughs> One more for the road. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He really is one of my all-time favorites from the WWF. Nice. Um, I really got much more familiar with some of Ric Flair's showcase smack-talking promos and such like on YouTube and other social media platforms, thanks to the hubs. <laughs> uh, yes. You know, but because, you know, we've said this before, both he and your hubs as well, they absolutely were fans and loved watching so many of the characters from the glory days of pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, like he, you know, the minute I saw this nutty, over-the-top antics, 
<laughs> you know, a few of his promos back in the day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was absolutely head over heels in love with this crazy, amped up Ric Flair character. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> You're playing nuts, Kennard. Happily nuts. <laughs> So no doubt you were excited for this one this week, right? I was. I was really <laughs> anticipating this week. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into it. Okay. So Ric Flair is an American professional wrestling manager and now retired professional wrestler and was highly revered and regarded by numerous peers as well as journalists as being one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. Wow. You know, and Ric Flair had a nice, long, notable career that literally spanned 40 years. <gasps> Woo! <laughs> That's about as long as we've been alive. Yeah. And, and he's doing this, working his honorary mojo, if you will. <laughs> True that, Coop. And, and he's won and collected a record of 16 world championships. Nice, nice. Yeah. Now, Coop, you just mentioned a second ago that Flair worked his Henri Mojo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That small detail again. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ric Flair is perhaps one of the most Henri, boisterous figures ever to dominate the realm of professional wrestling. Axe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Kennedy, he's so Henri. Since the mid-70s, he's well known by the many fans and peers as Nature Boy. Nature! <laughs> and honestly, this moniker fits him to a T because he's rotten sauce to boot. <laughs> but you don't have to take our word for it. Just dig deep into our retro memories or... Better yet, thanks to current technology... <laughs> <laughs> Um, we can jump on any social media platform and find a slew of entertaining throwback video gems where he proudly displays his smack-talking, trash-talking antics. <laughs> Get ready! We are on tour, and we're doing it better than anybody else alive! Now, Buddy Landell, it's so hard for me to sit back here in this studio looking at a guy out here hollering my name! When last year, I spent more money on spilt liquor and bars from one side of this world to the other than you made. You're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Oh my goodness, I just love him. He is a hot mess. Yes, yes, facts. <laughs> you know, and watching him, he instantaneously makes you laugh with his A1A entertainment. <laughs> Agree, Kennedy. <laughs> like his signature catchphrase. <gasps> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I think we should count how many times we actually do that. I know. Because <laughs> this right here alone has been many a memorable memes, you know, plastered on novelty items, 
t-shirts, you name it. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely bonkers. <laughs> but especially back in its heyday of WWF, WrestleMania, and its prime. You know, the retro 80s. Oh, that is so true. And, you know, I actually have a t-shirt with him on it. Oh, of course you do. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty bad. It's very 80s. <laughs> But you know, back to his signature woo! (laughs) (laughs) Back to that awesome yell. Um, That's since become a tribute of sorts to the nature boy. Yeah, yeah. He done is so often shouted and chanted by the throngs of fans whenever, really when he does anything. You Mm. know, so even when he's doing the smack talking. (laughs) (laughs) But especially when he performed one of his key signature moves, that of the knife edge chop. Oh yeah, look, that's honored. Listen to that, the knife edge chop. <laughs> <laughs> and also, the, the crowd doesn't disappoint and they stand behind Ric Flair and shout, woo! <laughs> <laughs> right along with him when he utilizes his figure four leg drop finisher. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> So, Ric Flair is noted for his tenures in both the WCW, World Championship Wrestling, as well as the WWF, or World Wrestling Federation, where he won numerous titles. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, on September 17, 1981, Ric Flair beat another well-known wrestler, Dusty Rhodes, for his first NWA World Heavyweight Championship, Lock, Stock, and Barrel. Oh, wow, cool beans. <laughs> now, Dusty Rose was yet another memorable key player in the professional wrestling realm. He has since passed away, but he too was an awesome and extremely dedicated contender for any match. Any wrestler who dared challenge him. <laughs> and Ric Flair was always up for that challenge. <laughs> Big surprise, huh? <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> As we've said, in the following years, Ric Flair established himself as the promotion's main franchise uh, in the WWF. Fun fact, according to the now WWE, did you know that Ric Flair was a 16-time world champion? Wow. That's some stats. Yeah, it is. Yeah. He had eight... uh, uh, Sorry. (laughs) 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 uh, See, that's how enthralled you are. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) He had eight NWA world titles, six WCW world titles, and two WWE world titles. You know, that really is so interesting that that's what the WWE says and agrees to, what you just read off there. Mm -hmm. But it is said that the Nature Boy, Ric Flair... um, (laughs) actually held the gold at least 21 times opposed to the 16. Oh. Yeah, so 21 times in actuality. So that's mm-hmm. super impressive still. Absolutely. But the discrepancy is due to some questionable decisions and some of the record keeping on part of the WWE. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> uh, that's cool. But quite interesting all at the same time. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So let's get into it some, shall we? I'm down. (laughs) Okay. So Ric Flair was born Richard Morgan Flair 
on February 25th, 1949. He is a well-known, refreshing, obnoxious professional wrestler manager, as well as a professional wrestler performing under the moniker The Nature Boy. (laughs) In-ring career spanned almost 40 years. That is simply crazy. It is. (laughs) So Ric Flair, the nature boy, uh, (laughs) signed with the WWF in August of 1991. So a little later than some of the other wrestlers we had talked about in in past weeks. Yes, yes. Um, But, you know, this was still in its prime heyday. So, you know, we'll take it. Mm -hmm. Um, And he began appearing on TV with the big belt, calling himself the real world champion. (laughs) Managed and led by his financial advisor, Bobby the Brain Heenan, a.k.a. Boobsy. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. (laughs) And I'll say something about him in a second, but okay. Um, And then his executive consultant, Mr. Perfect, Ric Flair repeatedly issued challenges to WWF wrestlers like Rowdy Roddy Piper and Hulk Hogan. Mm. Yeah, wrestling a team led by Roddy Piper and Survivor Series in November 1991 um, and helping The Undertaker defeat Hulk Hogan for the WWF Championship that same night. Oh. Ric Flair is the first two-timer WWE Hall of Famer who widely considered as the greatest professional wrestler of all time. (laughs) But he's definitely one of ours, isn't he, Cube? Oh, absolutely. You know, and as Flair would say, to be the man, you gotta beat the man. <laughs> He's nuts. I'm telling you. And I know we don't have a lot of time because, you know, it's not about him, but Bobby the Brain Heenan, I was going to say something about a second ago. Yes. He has the same bleach blonde helmet. Oh, my. <laughs> there was a segment that he was on during the week, and I've seen clips on social media that he's funny. Like, he says things, and they step on each other's toes, and... He's trying to explain himself and promote himself and his people, and he gets cut down all the time. He just looks like he's about to bust out, either punching somebody or crying. <laughs> Especially with Piper, which we'll get into boobsy again with Piper. <laughs> but man, Bobby the Brain Heenan, he's pretty entertaining too. I, I can sit there and watch that mess for hours. That is great stuff. So You just have to be some sort of personality for this, right? I mean, not everybody can pull this off. No, so the shortcut is if they come out of glowing eggs, that might be a pro wrestler one day. Ah. Steer clear of those glowing eggs. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Nice. That's crazy. Uh Yes, yes. So moving on from that PSA, (laughs) WCW actually sued Ric Flair in an attempt to reclaim the championship belt. Oh, brutal. Yeah, for sure. But the nature boy claimed that he owned the title belt in lieu of the $25,000 deposit paid by the NWA champions upon winning the title. Mm. which had not been returned to him when he was fired from the WCW. Uh-oh, paperwork. Yes, and keeping up with those acronyms. <laughs> As hardcore fans already know, 
Flair started out in the NWA before signing on to the WWF, now WWE. Okay, that's interesting because we just said a minute ago that he was with, he got to be connected with the WWF in 1991, August of 1991. Right. So he was with the NWA first. Okay, that's interesting. Yes. Okay. So at the 1992 Royal Rumble, uh, Ric Flair won the Rumble match and last an hour, um, last eliminating Sid Justice with assistance from Hulk Hogan. Oh, there's that name again. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> who had been eliminated by Sid Justice just mere seconds earlier. Mm. Yeah, so there was many an interesting tale or occurrence taking place in the world of pro wrestling. <laughs> that is so true. Uh-huh. <laughs> Another hot mess we're briefly going to discuss in connection with Ric Flair was the macho man Randy Savage. Oh, there's that name again. <laughs> right? <laughs> So what do we say? Oh, fun, fun, ornery fun. (laughs) (laughs) Macho Man Randy Savage challenged Ric Flair for the WWF Championship as part of the double main event at WrestleMania 3. So concerning the situation, how it plays out is nature boy Ric Flair taunted Macho Man by claiming that he had a prior relationship with none other than Miss Elizabeth. Uh-huh. Yeah, Macho Man's wife. <gasps> Woo! Woo! <is> right. <laughs> <laughs> We're all about the tea here on our podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'm highly certain realizing Macho Man Randy Savage's temperament, especially when it may involve his wife. <laughs> well, it's probably safe to say. That that heated quite the tension and fire in the ring for Ric Flair. Am I right on that, Kenich? <laughs> Spot on, Coop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Ric Flair put that info out there and Macho Man heard the call and eagerly accepted that challenge where it played out for the WWF Championship as part of the double main event at WrestleMania 3. Uh-huh. And then unfortunately for Ric Flair, well, Macho Man defeated the Nature Boy <laughs> for that title at this event. <laughs> Oops. Oh. <laughs> so that extra layer of heat and jealousy between Ric Flair and Miss Elizabeth, no doubt, was the additive Macho Man needed not only to win the WWF championship at WrestleMania 3, but as we just discussed, also to get out some much needed venom and frustration he felt due to their alleged prior relationship together. Right. So good for Macho Man, but not so good for Ric Flair, obviously. Obviously. That is so interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. <laughs> you know, it's absolutely amazing finding out so much of the background information and scenarios that went down in the world of pro wrestling. You know, it's just simply fascinating. It's another world. <laughs> it, it really kind of is. Blowing <laughs> eggs and all, I don't know. <laughs> 
as you commonly say, Coop, spilling the tea, spill the deets. <laughs> spill the deets. We learn so much. <laughs> yes, we do, thankfully. <laughs> we do. So many of our retro topics for discussion are, you know, that much more exciting, you know, because of the deets, as you say. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Ric Flair was often uh, popular and easily recognized with the crowd due to his in-ring antics, or mojo, if you will. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and some of these antics included plenty of rule-breaking, like lots and lots. Which easily earned him the distinction of being coined as the dirtiest player in the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bad nature, boy. <laughs> yeah. <Go> bad nature. <laughs> He would strut his stuff in fancy, shiny robes and boas. Oh, my. Pointing that finger of contempt in just about everyone's face. Yes. You know, who dares stand before him? <laughs> as well as shouting his ever-famous catchphrase that's 100% synonymous with flair. His ever-famous, Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes when he was real good and fired up, he'd shoot off multiple woos at his opponents. Yeah, like shotgun. Yeah, so they probably took off running because they're like, uh-oh. <laughs> We're getting them in a whole bunch of, like like you said, like bullets coming at me. I better get out of here. <laughs> totally. <laughs> He's ready for me. Woo! I dress myself in cash, man. We just shared our opinion on how the expression woo being 100% synonymous with the nature boy. But get this. Fun fact. Did you know that Ric Flair actually got his inspiration to yell woo from Jerry Lee Lewis, iconic song, Great Balls of Fire? Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Don't you just love the deets? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So that song came out in 1957. So that's going back a few years, definitely. Mm-hmm. So in Ric Flair's case, in his childhood, when we're all most impressionable, <laughs> Flair would have merely been eight years old at that time the song came out. <gasps> Woo! <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of cool because that, he, like, if he was eight years old, he liked that song. That that stayed with him. He's like, that's I'm going to reach back for that. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for that there, Coop. That's really insightful. <laughs> Absolutely. So piggybacking off of that, uh, that, that really sets the stage that his signature woo, um, that yell has since become a tribute of sorts to Ric Flair. And it's often shouted by the crowd wherever a wrestler performs that knife edge drop, which would probably be Ric Flair because that is one of his key moves. <laughs> <laughs> and to go right along with that, Kenner. Woo is also regularly shouted by the amped up crowd whenever a wrestler utilizes or implements Ric Flair's figure four leg uh, lock finisher. Uh huh. Uh huh. And that's just rotten sauce, you know? It is. <laughs> it's that recognizable. They're like, yeah, woo. <laughs> we can so picture him doing these infamous moves in ring right now. You most certainly can, you know. Because it's of no secret that old Ric Flair is a hot mess. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. We can't state that enough. (laughs) (laughs) 
So another pointed and nostalgic feature cemented to Ric Flair's character is his costumes and clothes. So from the late 70s, Ric Flair wore gawky, ornate, fur-lined robes of various colors and sequins, such as during his in-ring performances. <laughs> and an appropriate nod to our designated time travel parameters and forever etched into our retro love and memories. It is noted that since the early 80s, Ric Flair often obnoxiously described himself as a limousine riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling, dealing son of a gun who kissed all the girls worldwide and made them cry. Woo! <laughs> he would do that in his promos. He was, he was so entertaining, Coop. I'm telling you. And you know the other wrestlers are probably like, yeah, yeah, let's just get on with it, Flair. <laughs> they're probably looking at their watch like, come on. <laughs> oh, my God. And they all, they're standing around looking like a bunch of big toddlers, you know, like poking each other and eyes stomping on each other's foot. And... Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh. That's why it's always like, these guys are big toddlers. This is awful. <laughs> <laughs> So it's crazy amazing how all of the fascinating components that make up Ric Flair are what endears his memory to us and emblazoned his crazy antics and persona into our ever-loved and retro hearts and minds. Mm -hmm. Along with the Nature Boy's signature woo, chant being heavily used throughout pop culture. Now, how's that for developing a solid brand? Oh, I'm totally down with it, you know, um... I just love Ric Flair. I know you love Ric Flair, too. <laughs> he's definitely one of our favorite wrestlers. <laughs> yes, yes. He's he's quite one of a kind. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he really is so wonderfully high-charged and entertaining. <laughs> but although Ric Flair is much older now, it's also of no secret that as a WWE Hall of Famer, he is regarded as one of the greatest pro wrestlers of all time. Oh, agreed. <laughs> so wrestling was definitely in his blood. And how do we know this? Fun fact. As most hardcore wrestling fans the world over know, Ric Flair passed on his love and prowess of wrestling to a most beloved member of his immediate family, that being his daughter Ashley, who also signed with the now WWE, going by the ring name Charlotte, mm -hmm. which later changed to include the legendary flair surname now how cool is that kennedy that is too cool for school coop <laughs> <laughs> you know and that's an awesome twist there involving the flair wrestling saga yeah you know there's really so much more info and backstory on rick flair um as usual we could really go on and on endlessly about him uh-huh <laughs> uh-huh mm -hmm. You know, after all, he had a most storied career and started clear back in the 70s. You know, that's what he regularly brought to the ring. That was the key component in the growth um, that he that he extended in pro wrestling worldwide. Okay. You know, so the million dollar question is whether Ric Flair is still involved with wrestling, right? Yeah, well, he still is involved here and there. <laughs> uh, of course. Yeah, so he'll make, you know, much anticipated appearances and interviews on, you know, about the good old days and his love of wrestling. Mm. Um, 
I have seen some of those. He looks a lot different now. <laughs> Time has taken its toll, but he's still a live wire. <laughs> and he's even shown up a time or two at some of the WWE's platform and in-ring matches of his daughter, Charlotte Flair. Ah. But sadly, Ric Flair retired from wrestling in 2011 uh, when he went toe-to-toe with another wrestling icon, Sting. Um, and that that happened in the TNA or the Total Nonstop Action. Oh, okay. Yeah, so TNA is a wrestling promotion uh, company based in Nashville, Tennessee, and it was founded in 2002. That's right. Ric <laughs> Flair and Sting had history together as Sting became a household name in his own right after his match with Ric Flair earlier on in his career with NWA. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. The two wrestling icons continued their rivalry in WCW and had the final match in WCW history. (laughs) Explosive WCW Nitro. (laughs) Hi. Hello. (laughs) Before going to TNA, Nature Boy was part of the WWE and played out one of the most iconic WrestleMania matches ever. Um, and that was when he faced Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 24. Mm-hmm. Wow. Look how many they've been doing. That's And it's we're in the 30s now. I think it's like 38 or 39 this past spring. Right? Yeah. So they, they're, that's a, it's a hit. People love this stuff. Wow. <laughs> so this was, in essence, Ric Flair's final match in WWE honoring the stipulation that he had to retire from in-ring action if he was indeed defeated by the Heartbreak Kid. And we know what happens next. Yes. Sadly, Ric Flair lost, but was given an awesome farewell by some of the most notable WWE superstars, as well as right alongside the hardcore loyal fans. The two-time WWE Hall of Famer has since lamented in recent years that he regretted leaving WWE in 2009 and stated that it is very hard to work anywhere else after being connected to the WWE. So as we stated just a minute ago, Ric Flair joined TNA and continued to wrestle. He had that initial passion for it still, but was facing other issues too, which basically left him no choice such as financial difficulties and such. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A tale as old as time, although he was grateful for his part and share in TNA, it was a tough road to hoe in, in trying to resist not comparing TNA to WWE. Yeah. And that's understandable. Mm-hmm, it is. <laughs> but Kennedy, since that's where his heart is and ours too, so, you know, we're just right there with him on that fond sentiment. Well said, Coop. I, I agree with that. Um, so again, there's there's much more to say on the iconic Ric Flair, the Nitro Boy. <laughs> but we're almost out of time for our Apple Snack this week. So one more thing for the Orchard Archivers. So do you guys remember when the Nature Boy and his entourage guests starred on Baywatch back in the <laughs> 90s? <laughs> Like, oh my gosh, it was hilarious and distinctly displayed the look, feel, and essence of the WWE at that time. (laughs) (laughs) But only they were hanging out at the beach. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> he's like, well, I got my bleach blonde hair or my beach blonde hair. <laughs> well, the salt and the uh, mist and everything. I bet his helmet was a little fuzzy that day. <laughs> <laughs> it happens to the best of us. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> so, before we wrap this up, there's been an interesting development uh, recently that has come to our attention involving our spotlighted wrestling icon this week. Oh, really? Yes. Fun fact. Get this. This year at 73 years of age. Wow. Yes. It was revealed that Ric Flair will wrestle in his final match on July 31st of this year of 2022 what yes the rumors are true oh my god right you can check out his official twitter on this fact and get access to a link right there at the designated website for tickets mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how exciting eh fans <laughs> <laughs> we all hope he does well with that and most of all that he has fun Oh, that is amazing. I wonder if that'll make him the oldest wrestler of all time. You know, they're always reaching for titles and stuff like that. That It might be one of his this year. It just might. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, what more can we say about the nature boy, Ric Flair? (laughs) Well, that he's really a colorful character. (laughs) Yes. And he's most entertaining with his bleach blonde mullet and fancy silk robes. I do think he was dubbed, I've heard it over the years, that he was dubbed as Liberace Jr. (laughs) I can't imagine why. (laughs) Got me! (laughs) But it's of no wonder that he has had a shining career that has spanned almost 50 years. So thank you so much, Ric Flair. You really deserve the nod as being the greatest pro wrestler of all time. We're here for it. We are totally nostalgic fans. <gasps> Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for this week's Apple Snack. But as you know, there's always more where that came from. So stay tuned. Subscribe, review, and spread the word. See you next time in the Retro Orchard. And thanks so much for listening.